Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm doing well. To my left, G-Dub himself. Gary, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? Wednesday Comics Podcast, doing well. Uh, my name is Marvin. Uh, usually here to talk about comics of the week and uh, other stuff. And then we've been going through a best of. Um, but... Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> the Carolers are still behind us. Along with these ones, shut They got knives. They're coming after you. There we go. They're done. Um, what I was saying is that uh, best of we've been doing, but today obviously uh, the holidays are here, and so we're once again at a restaurant um, uh, with our intern here, uh, Jimmy Three, and <laughs> J Three, J Three himself, and. Uh, uh, we're here to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about the latest, uh, arc of that Texas blood. Um, Mr. Uh, arc UK. Uh, I don't know what that arc was called. I don't think it was called that, but if you, uh, read oh. it, you know, that's what it was. Uh, and then just, just in general, the, uh, Christmas time. So it's going to be a less, nice little Christmas party. You can obviously hear in the background, we got a back in the uh, restaurant there. Um, so our intro, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm looking for a Coca-Cola. No, 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 no. Coke. That Coke's for later. I mean the Coca-Cola. All right. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy 3 here with us. And uh, uh, just so everybody else knows, he is related to the other Jimmys. Obviously, when those guys, something happened to them. Uh, when they went missing, Mama and Papa Jimmy made a new one. And here he is now. Mm. So. Well, I'm sorry, J3, for your uh, loss of your brothers. You know, if only uh, the first two Jimmies did what they were supposed to, it sounds like they might have uh, survived. But I don't know. It wasn't me, so I don't know. What are you talking about, survived? They're missing. Survived? I mean, they wouldn't have gone missing. There we go. And obviously, this Jimmy, it doesn't make sense to be like a only one-year-old. They put him in the chamber, and he actually, uh, uh, the chamber time works differently in there. And he's actually 25. So, wow! Yeah, one year—that's like four-year lifetimes. Yeah, he lived twenty-five years in one year, and so uh, <laughs> he's definitely been through a lot. And he's but he's been in isolation, so he is going to do the best. He's now out in the public, and that's why he's getting a little confused about what kind of Coca-Cola I wanted. So, uh, Coca-Cola for well, me. I just want to know: Did he take his prescription for the day? He, um, he did. Okay, okay, that's good. Um, Alex is going to have a Miller Light. And uh, Garrett, he's going to have uh, sex on the beach. So go ahead and get it from him. Ooh, make it a double. <laughs> Damn, I'm jelly <laughs> over here. Uh, just or, or is it sex in the snow, if you know what I mean? <laughs> Speaking of which, actually, Cause, Alex, cause it's snowing. I was thinking, I was like, hey, we got to get the weather report. And then I realized we weren't doing a normal show. So let me start today with actually something that you can talk about that's going to affect a majority of the United States of America. And I know we're an international but there's something called the bomb cyclone about to hit America, uh, probably as we speak. And Alex, I was curious uh, if you could tell me more about that. You know what? I can't because in the weather world, we do like to keep secrets. Why do you think we don't tell you the truth when we know it's going to happen? So I want everyone to live through this bomb cyclone and tell me your life stories after that. You know, I got a real question. Is that a real fucking thing? What's a bomb cyclone? That is what, that is what the the storm is going to be. So, I, uh, Alex, I will. I, I did a little research. I'm not trying to take your job here, but I did do a little research, and it was supposed to hit us here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and then a majority of uh, America, all the way even to I think even like parts of Western New York State. Uh, but it has moved east a little bit more, so we'll get a little bit of the tail end, some of the wind, but not as bad as it was supposed to be. Um, but it is basically, you know, where during the summer they had those straight winds that were very dangerous, the uh, derecho. Mm-hmm. It's basically a winter derecho. It's called the bomb cyclone. Holy shit, that's way more intense. What a cool name, though. Yeah, bomb yeah, cyclone. They went, they went, okay, during summer it's derecho, and during the winter a bomb cyclone. So <laughs> the majority of... Uh, and then also it's bringing in the Arctic air from the, once again, not trying to do their job, Alex, but from uh, no. from the north, and it's supposed to reach all the way down to even Texas, and they're supposed to go into low single digits or even uh, 
possibly close to that zero. Um, which, if you know anything about any of those houses on there, they're not built to keep out cold. They're built to keep in... No, excuse me. They're not built to keep in heat. They're built to give off heat because they're usually hotter places. And so last time last time something like this happened, uh, it was a little chilly for them, we'll say. But we know what they say, Alex. Chilly today, hot tamale. Chilly today, okay. hot tamale. And I did look and see that uh, t- temperatures will be back to normal uh, or even above average uh, starting in about seven days so we gotta go get chili first before we get the hot tamale speaking of well, I saw, I saw, what starting i think christmas day it's supposed to be 12 degrees above zero and sioux falls tomorrow is what negative 10 and then the wind chill is negative 45 which by the way do you know what oh here he is himself the uh entertainment king from the entertainment capital of the world uh, hello, hello, Mister Mr. Hashtag Guest host One. What are you doing to protect yourself from the bomb cyclone? From the what? The bomb <laughs> cyclone? Yeah, you idiot! You don't know what a bomb cyclone is? The What's storm. A bomb cyclone? So this storm that's hitting in America here within the next twenty-four <laughs> hours, they're classifying it as a bomb cyclone. Oh. Uh. And what well, are you doing? Loser to didn't also? even know what a bomb cyclone. Do you is. have to go to your work tomorrow? <laughs> Nope, I took it off. I am hitting the road bright and early tomorrow. This to guy to is it. hitting the road, Garrett. What do you think about that? I'm going to beat um, the eye of the storm. I'm going to punch <laughs> it in the face. You know, he, uh, yeah, I guess he's going to he's gonna get home, and I won't be home until Christmas Eve. <laughs> Which is just two more days, right? Yeah, that's right. I love more time yeah, Speaking of my which, place. Hey, now that you're on here, Corey, I can tell everybody. I don't think I've told you guys yet. Um, a little announcement. <coughs> Jesus. You know, I choked up. Um, uh, I... Oh, wait, a little announcement. <coughs> a little announcement, sorry. I think I just drank some Coke. <laughs> Jimmy, what kind of Coke is this? I said Coca-Cola that tastes like water with something floating around in it. Yeah, take, take it back. Is this the is this the announcement? Uh, no, no, no. That was our our intern gave me the wrong drink. We're at a restaurant right now, Corey. I know it sounds like you're on the phone, but you're actually with us here. Um, we're at a restaurant. We're at a restaurant. Do you hear the people in the background? That's right. I do. Yeah. Um, it's uh, we're we're uh, at the Cream of Simon Guy restaurant. Uh, Having some uh, Fogo de Jao. <laughs> you just mix Brazilian and Chinese, so there's confusion. You know the what? jokes. Uh, my my uh, my dinner sees no race, so okay. That's Marvin. At, continue that's, with your announcement. That's Akira twenty one eighty eight on Twitter. If you need to voice an opinion, that is not a reflection of all of us as a whole. That's a reflection of Akira twenty one eighty eight. What the fuck? Man? I was defending culture. <laughs> I was defending culture. Thank you. So uh, it is today. Um, let's see. One, two, three. The uh, fourth day of Hanukkah. Tomorrow will be the fifth day of Hanukkah. Um, yep. And uh, I call that fiveka. And how I know that now is because <laughs> I've been researching a lot of my uh, heritage because I took a DNA test. And uh, guess who is uh, part Jewish? You. You. Me. Yes, and you. So I took so a DNA test. Here's the announcement. Kosher. I took a. Yeah, I know. It makes sense. I only eat kosher hot dogs, and that was just like <laughs> I thought because for the longest time I've been like, hey, they make like I like the kosher rules, so I'm gonna eat this. And it turns out, you know, I was abiding by uh, the. Um, I'll learn about that. I'll learn about that later. I didn't learn that part yet. Um, anyways, so I took this DNA test, and there were some obvious things. Obviously, you know, Spanish from Spain. <laughs> Forty percent. What do you mean? What do you mean? Obviously. I mean, I guess not obvious to everybody, but to me. Um, okay. okay. How much of you is T Rex? How much of your DNA was T Rex DNA? That well, actually, do you classify uh, T Rex DNA to be from what country? Oh. Think about is it. Is it like uh, big dick, small arm condition? <laughs> no. So okay. Anyways, <laughs> Jewish. Um, <laughs> Four percent. You make Nito. Four percent from France. Four percent from France. Six percent from the Basque region. You know where that is, Gary? Basque. Uh, is that Wakanda? 
So I, I know Basque you... is near the sun because you know obviously you're basking in the sun. So. Yeah, a little snake Superman. country. No, it's between oh. Spain and France. So I have four percent French and then six percent Basque, forty percent Spain. So obviously my farther off ancestors came probably from Fran- uh, France and then they moved over to Spain. Um, but then the other half, where we can see the story happen, because in Spain, what do these guys do around 1776, Alex? They hit the seas. They hit the seas, trying to get to India, and they hit the Americas instead, uh, which also I think that is also a lie if you look up history. They knew that there was something out there, and they were trying to go to India. Anyways, but uh, also majority part of my uh, DNA comes from the indigenous people who lived in Central and South America at the time, and one of them is uh, the Mayans. Your boy over here is Mayan. And obviously these settlers came over and uh, did some not so nice stuff to the people who were here already. And uh, I guess my line is uh, is part of that. And uh, yeah, so I mean, that was also like my dad's from Guatemala. So I knew maybe that there's a good chance that some indigenous people, you know, was part of my blood. So that wasn't too surprising either. But then also um, a lot of countries uh, in southern Africa, also my uh, in my DNA test. So. Uh, yeah. I how how much faith can you put in that test? Listen, I spit into a cup. Jesus! What? Is this what you what are you well, talking they, about? What? How's that a you Jesus? Hey, you know what? Blood prick. Hey, huh, I spit in the cup every night at like two a.m. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? I know. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? Nothing. Yeah, just words coming out of your mouth. Anyways, that's Akira twenty one eighty eight. Whoa, whoa! Again, again, members the of the bronze. Again, members of the bronze tier on Patreon. Yeah, that's what. You what? That, what did you just say? The bronze level on Patreon. Those, those are the people man. that talk to Garrett. But remember I'm some obvious racism. But tonight. remember on the, on the uh, <laughs> Corey. Remember though, on the bronze scale, they get a call with Garrett. But those are an hour, right? And then with you, yeah. they're only what are they? Uh, it's thirteen dollars for an hour. But for me, it's thirteen. I'll do anything for thirteen dollars for a minute. So yeah. So one minute, one minute with Corey. That's the platinum. <laughs> that's the platinum. But that's Garrett will give you here one hour with Garrett. That just that just shows you, uh, uh, Corey, that. 60 minutes of Garrett's time is only worth one minute of your time. That's the ratio. I I just think it's fair. Once again, that's at (laughs) Garat2188. Anyways. (laughs) My God, at Marvin Sunday. No, I don't have that one anymore. Gun. What? No, you got got Twitter. I've literally been talking about it for like five weeks on this podcast. Where you been? Not listening to you. <laughs> I know at the end you just turned Zulon out. Uh, Corey, do you think there's a good possibility that uh, Car- uh, Garrett's acting like this because uh, the DC uh, heads as B have basically stated that uh, Henry Cavill is out as Superman and they're going to restart that whole thing? Oh, it's definitely a coping mechanism at this point <laughs> from the DC doing them dirty. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times do you so- have to get done dirty by one specific group of people and still stand by him. That's Garrett yeah. over here. He's like in the I, What corner. do you mean? Who says and I'm standing by know, him right now? To his defense, because, you know, I'm a Vikings fan, so we can't call him a bandwagon. That's one thing we can't call him. That is true. That is true. And we also can't call him that because uh, he's also what he's a fan of in football. We, You know, he's been around forever with them. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They've right. actually had more success, but they also are like, uh, they've also had a lot of dumb people on their teams. And so, like, I can kind of see the same thing. You know, you were loyal to a team, Corey, that you believed in and had the heart. And Garrett liked this team that was okay, but with a bunch of uh, dummies on their team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so dumb that they've actually won a Super Bowl. That's that's so stupid. Ooh, what, what year was that? Hey, hey, how, hey. 2011 you know, was the last time. When was the last time the Vikings won a Super Bowl? Or hey, the what? Jaguars? Did Listen. the Vikings come back from 0-33 to 33 and end up winning 39-36? to 36? Or did the Vikings it's, struggle against the L.A. Rams? 
Just talk about your superhero <laughs> story. Anyway, what? What about the LA Rams? Uh, Packers faced the LA Rams, and they uh, it, it took them a little bit. Uh, I, all I'm saying is, you know, I I'll give James Gunn a chance <laughs> to show me a good DC movie that's not a comedy the whole way through. So, yeah, it's gonna be crazy when Noah Centennial shows up as Batman. <laughs> who is that? Already got Harry Smashing? Giles as Superman. <laughs> Who's who? Corey, go. I mean, uh, go back a second here. Who was that? Who's that actor you just named? Noel Centennial. Noel Centennial. Oh, he's been in a bunch of Netflix movies and stuff. He's like, the he Adam was... Smasher in Black Adam. Holy yeah, but shit. it's new universe now, bro. I, I, I. No, that is the worst thing you could have said, Corey. Speaking of Black Adam, Garrett, I don't know what fucking movie you watched. I don't think you were watching the movie. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's here's the kind of level you're gonna get with Black Adam. So if you haven't seen it yet, there's a, a Black Adam when he becomes awakened, um, beats up all these mercenaries. How how I know he knows how to beat the beat up the mercenaries and not the other people, I have no clue because he just wakes up and they're all around him, but he does not kill the good people. Um, but anyways, we can, we can get past that, right? We can get past that little logic jump. But what I can't get past. Is them being like, oh, his name is Black Adam. How about when he fights these guys? We play, we play painted black by Rolling Stones. Like how, how simple was that choice for them to be like, well, blacks in that and blacks in this. Play the song. Like I bet they had a whole list of songs to play, and they all included black in the title. And they're just like, he's Black Adam. That's your right. They they play back in black. No, listen, I kind of turned on the volume a little bit after that. Um, and I was watching it's already it. Streaming. I was watching. It's already it. streaming. It is on HBO it's on Max. HBO Max. Um, no, really? <laughs> yeah. And then, as a person who you stated is great in this film, a little Pierce Bronze. Yes, he's in his the back of his limo with a uh, an Alfred wannabe, and he is sitting back there, and he like touches his helmet. And he has like a flashback to the past. And he acts like he's disturbed. I've seen better acting at a sixth grade play than this guy pulls off. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Hey, I've not even seen the movie. But Dude, it's a face of contemplation. He, no, the guy's been, he's I mean, been mentally warped by Dr. Fate for almost his entire life. And so because he doesn't like. Oh God! Then that's like bad. But no, no, no. But Corey, you have to understand. I'm not saying Pierce is a bad actor. I'm saying this moment of film. I don't oh. know what direction this guy was given. Like I didn't say it was the best movie I've ever seen in my life. I was gonna say you can you can knock his singing. I mean, no, no, no. For whatever he did, Mamma Mia. But his acting, <laughs> I don't know. He's oh, the, the he's the movie. he's best Bond on 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 any given Sunday. I'll give him best Bond. I wouldn't argue with it. Ooh, I wouldn't go that far. I'm, no, I'm saying that it's not my favorite Bond, but I wouldn't argue if somebody said it was theirs. Yeah, right. We like all know it's George Lazenby. So. Yeah, I was going to say it's not like they're out there. Why? Well, he, he actually, he was, he was pretty good at that. Um, it's not like they're out there saying, you know what? I liked uh, um, Roger Moore when he got old and couldn't fucking do it anymore. Like Nobody <laughs> says that's their favorite Bond era. Anyways, what was I talking about? Oh, Black Adam. And then... Uh, remember that tra- in the trailer, Corey, and I think you do remember it very well when that rocket blows up and he puts his hand on the. Yeah. Like <clears throat> so we're supposed to care. that happens. He destroys whatever the fuck hit him, and he has this cut in him because they're using uh, Garrett. What's it called? The, the mineral. Uh, I don't even remember. Yeah, Crypta- Kryptanium. I believe it's called. Um. Like yeah, here I gotta look it up because it's the dumbest fucking name I ever heard in my life. God, <laughs> this seems like oh, a lot of complaints got... about the beginning of the movie. I, I'm gonna get there. I, we don't even need to. Oh, it's, it's... Talking about why are we not? Oh, just kidding. It's... I guess Avatar's not a comic. <laughs> it's uh, uh, Eternium. You know, like Eternity. It has unlimited power. Oh. And anyways, they pick up the yeah. By the way, Wolf's uh, I want to get your thought. You seen uh, Avatar two? Yeah, you did see it already. And Garrett, did. And Garrett did. did see it too. I saw your little uh, picture somewhere. I don't know where I saw it. Anyways, yeah. Um, we'll talk about that in a second because that also has a mineral that's called unattainium. And uh, in that first movie, they so. got rid of that. They got rid of that in the first movie. 
No, sorry. No, Did no, you I'm go just... see the second one? No, I haven't seen the second one yet. No interest. Oh, never mind. But maybe after I talk to you too, I will. Interesting. Um, and people want, want to know, this is the Christmas movie to go see. What do you go see? Do you go see this or Puss in Boots 2? Uh, which sequel's better? Well, yeah, which which one Which one do you want to be really sad after? It's probably not Puss in Boots. Well, you're sad after you know? both, but I think Avatar's the better film, but Avatar 2 is still pretty damn good. Yeah. Anyway. No, he's saying between Puss in Boots and Avatar 2, you simpleton. Shrek 2. Oh, for fuck. <laughs> uh, anyways, there's a scene later when he wakes up from that, and he shoots his lightning, and it burns off Henry Cavill's face in a poster. As like a <laughs> haha, like you don't see him until his cameo shows up, which yeah. is like, I mean, I he still gets Superman, so I'll give him that cameo, but um, not really that important to the film. I feel like The Rock felt like it was really important to the movie. It's not just like a two second cameo when in really, yeah. um, and then uh, everybody else that's part of that JSA, Garrett, the fucking mm-hmm. worst. Not Adam Smasher. <laughs> and why. Hawkman? Hawkman was awesome. Are you kidding? I thought they did a great job with Hawkman. Hey, what did, what did, they, the what did they get right? Spoil it. Okay, well, maybe we need to have Corey watch it and Alex watch it and we'll review it sometime. Because, right. I mean, I'm just saying, they were pretty comic accurate. And any, comp- I, like I said, it's not the best movie of all time, but it's be- it's one of the best DC movies that have come out in the last 10 years. I'll say that, which... You know, not top five, but I'd give it top 10, top 15. Would you say what is better to you? Um, shit, what was the last Marvel movie? <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, uh, Wakanda Forever? Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Which one's better, Wakanda Forever or Black Adam? Wakanda Forever. Okay. Doctor Strange or Black Adam? Mm, I think I'd still give it to Doctor Strange. Okay. Black Adam is a million times better than Eternals, though. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's a hot take because you know, it's not well, a hot take at all. Black Widow, easy take. Uh, Black Widow. Oh, I'd rather watch Black Adam than Black Widow. Ah, uh, no, that, now you're wrong. Black Widow is boring as fuck. <laughs> now you're 100 percent wrong. So uh, this Avatar two, uh, directed by James Cameron, did he also write it, uh, Corey? Did he put his pen to paper on this thing? Uh, that's a good question. Remember back to I the. The papyrus text that you saw in the opening of the film, and, and did you see written by James Cameron on there? I did not see, but I'm assuming he took ten years. And he was like, "Frick, oh, I'm at the end of my ten years. I better years. make a movie instead of just searching aquatic." Oh, that's like here. Hey, Suri, did James Cameron write Avatar two? I'm pretty sure. Oh, he co-wrote it. Is an upcoming American science fiction film directed, produced, edited, and co-written by James Cameron. And he edited it himself. That is impressive because you see very few directors do that. I think Robert Rodriguez is a big one. Kevin Smith, he's like edits his own movies. Uh, and now James Cameron. And how was it? I don't. I don't want to give. Don't give too many spoilers because if this movie's going to do anything for me to enjoy it, it's going to be a surprise. You know what I mean? But uh, what would you say out of compared to a movie that you would rank below it and above it this year? Oh hmm. man, something that's come out this year. Up and down. What do we got? It's better. It's better than Thor: Love and Thunder. Okay. And what is it worse than though? Hmm. That's a good movie I've seen this year. Um, that's a tough question. I don't think, I mean, honestly, out of the movies that have all come out this year, I'm trying to think. I mean, Everything Everywhere All at Once was pretty good, so I'll say that's above it. Above it? Okay. And below what did you say? no, because I really liked Avatar 2, but. (sighs) Corey, if Avatar 2 is is nominated for Best Picture, as the first one was, and you also have Everything Everywhere All at Once nominated, which one deserves Best Picture? Out of those two. I know other movies. It's everything everywhere all at once, but I know there's going to be yeah. some random. Did James Cameron make you cry over rocks, Corey? Over rocks? Yeah, remember the rocks uh, universe? What? In everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> oh. The th- Why are you saying that James Cameron make me cry? Because he didn't. That's what I'm saying. So that is a better movie because you cried after that rock scene. 
and you didn't cry after okay. the rock scene in Avatar. There is no Avatar rock scene. Is there anything there's equivalent? Some, there's, yeah. Oh, I don't know what the rock scene is, but it gets misty. I'm saying the last half is way more intense than I was Yeah, expecting. it's by no means a bad movie. Let me, it's let not me ask even you, a mid movie. I, there is one spoiler I want you to give to me, and it is, it's going to decide whether or not I do see this or I don't okay. see this. Okay. And I won't let you know either way which bef- until you answer me. Okay. This is a spoiler I do want you to spoil. Understand this. Anybody who wants the Avatar 2 for real, stop listening right now because I do want this spoiler. Give me 10 seconds. Does Sam Worthington's character die? What? Sam Worthington? <laughs> does his character die in this film? Hey, uh, um, I don't spoil things, so I don't know if I can answer this question, Gary. Here, here, I'll take uh, Corey's role for once. Uh, no, he does not. God, if he did, I would be there day one. I'd say, Marvin's not going to go see if he's not dead. I'm excited for a Sam Worthington. It's 2022, Garrett. This man was supposed to be the next Tom Cruise, and he disappeared faster from the silver screen. You know what? They interviewed him, though. Since the first Avatar, he did 22 films. He was in 22 films. What films? So, Name I one of them. I don't fucking know. Name one. Was Clash the one of the Titans, Wrath of the Titans. Yeah. That's two, so face back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. a bank heist movie. <laughs> Corey, Corey already won the arguments. You don't think you did. You trying to name his movies. <laughs> bank heist movie. Uh, and he'll be in Avatar 2, 3, um, 4, 5, 6, 7, How many eight, are there going to be total? Five, I know for sure. Holy shit. She said, I got to vote 10 hours. No, not even. Maybe close to 30 hours to this franchise. I will say it is one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. And it was it was made for 3D, so I would go see it in 3D. What does the world need more? Close to 30 hours. No, three, three times hours. five. That's 15. Sorry. Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> where did I get? You guys didn't even question where that math came from. 300 hours. I was just going to state, would you rather see 100? Let's give me uh, two, four, six, 18 hours of Star Wars out in the universe or that many hours of Avatar. Post-Disney or pre-Disney? Yeah, I was going to say. No, what is out there right now? Like the full 18 hours, does that exist in this world or does the world need that amount of Avatar? Hey, however you feel about this, James Cameron is a cinematic legend, and you can just tell by the Listen, way he that makes is this the, movie. That is the only th- reason I have an inkling in my heart to go see that movie. It's because hey, no, I'm uh, like, what, I'm what did he do? I know, I, I'm, I'm 100% agree with you. James Cameron is a great director. He's a great producer. Yeah. He's maybe not a good writer. So. Well, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying whatever happens in this movie, you could make an argument is better than anything that Phase 4 of Marvel has pushed out because of the quality. <clears throat> you know now, obviously, I'm not going to say yeah. it's better than No Way Home because I have my biases, but anything else, absolutely. Agreed. Here we go. Mm-hmm. This is also going to decide, so um, the two uh, the, the credited writers on this film, Avatar 2, The Way of the Water, um, are... James Cameron, Rick Jaffa, and Amanda Silver. It, it originally came from a story written by those three and then two other individuals. One of them being, one of them being, um, the uh, former director of uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Um, let's see here. Rick Jaffa. He is known for the Planet of the Eight movies, the new ones. Oh. He, uh, yeah, I think it's too close to Matt Reeves. I'm like, yeesh, that's a choice. And Amanda also is from that franchise. So he got the people basically who did the New Planet of the Apes uh, three movies, helped write those, and he was like, get them on my team. You know what, actually? I'm going to go see that movie now. I think you need to see it. I think it it's going to be, it's well, go see it. How many Yeah, hours? it's well done. What are we the score about? hits three hours, 12 minutes. Jesus fuck! I was gonna say, <laughs> I thought it was like two thirty nine, two forty nine, like almost three hours. And people say three hours. I didn't realize it was actually over three hours long. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it, but it where is. did you see it, yeah. Corey? Did you see it at the IMAX? Did you see it at a big screen? Um, nope. I saw it at my local theater here in three D. In three dimensions, Garrett. Three dimensions. 
Yep, three dimensions at a Cinemark. God. I don't want to see in three dimensions, though. Is there anything? You have to. Go see it in 3D. I know you don't want to, but you've seen 3D movies before, and this is probably going to be one of the best ones. Is it, is it though? Is the 3D good? It, the 3D, 3D is really good. good. It's not, it's it's really not good. like Spy Kids 3D where it's like throwing shit at you. It's, it's like shot at legit. 48 frames per second, and it's 3D. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's shot at 48 frames per second. Uh, Corey, I'm in. Yep. Okay, I'll, I'll go see it. I'll report back. It's beautiful. Anyways, that's it a lot of time. very visually beautiful. <clears throat> that's a lot of time devoted to a movie that Alex has zero interest in. <laughs> I was going to say, Alex, you've been pretty quiet over there, bud. Well, Marvin called around the dot. I don't care. So. <laughs> all, I, all I could hear and see in my head was... I don't think... Have you seen the first that one? That big whale thing. Yeah, I saw the first oh, one you with you. No, that's not true. Yeah, that's true. Why else did I go see that movie? That's why I didn't think you... You know what? You're right. You're right next to my left, I think, actually. Well, then we went to Taco Bell after that. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> the only thing coming at me in that movie was some rope. <laughs> so we were, you were there with me. You sure that wasn't the Beauty and the Beast trip that you guys took hey, to and hey. I? Listen, children were there. Yeah, I know. You can't shoot rope out in the open. You got to shoot that shit on the floor. That's what your popcorn tub was for, you sick fucks. I, know. I was like, what is this, kettle corn? Um, oh, my God. You know, because get your hands sticky. So. Yeah. Yes! Got we fucking got it. We didn't need you to. God, <laughs> extra butter in that mode. <laughs> oh, God. And they do oh, seem, they do seem like, if out of all the popcorn that exists in the world, <laughs> those do seem like the ones that would have like protein in them. So, oh, I mean, my God. Shut the fuck up. It is like the perfect uh, thing to talk about. Oh, and, oh, so, uh, anyways. Fuck. Uh, yeah, you did see the first one. And uh, I used to think about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, corn! Oh, that was good, Marvin. He, was good. He, here's the thing for me: when we saw that first movie in 3D, it fucking blew my mind. Like I'm not, I'm not like over exaggerating when I say that I felt you felt like you were fucking there. All right, with this 3D, it's at that level. You're saying better. Oh my god, how? I don't know. If I go to that movie. And it is an emotional time of the year, so I am emotional right now. But if I go see that movie and I cry, you two, I would never doubt you guys again. Well, in terms of your taste and things, I don't. I, gonna... I I didn't like necessarily like break out into tears, but it got misty. It got misty up in here. No, no, that's what I'm saying. If I get emotional over Avatar two. I will like even reverse my decisions. Like when you say Black Adam was great, I agree with you now. You know what I mean? Okay. Your guys' well, tastes become my taste. What do you mean by emotion? Because having no emotions and emotions, technically you're always emotional. Uh, sad emotions, upset. Okay. If it makes me upset, but not like upset at well, that I pay that amount of money for that movie. Doesn't know what I'm talking about. Don't make it emotional, me emotional in that way. But if I'm watching that film and the characters. And, and the visuals seem so real to me that it affects my heart. It should. I will never doubt you guys again in your whole lives. You could be 89. and hey, I, It's going to be the most visual because you know how the CGI has been slacking in the mid-CU? Yeah, you don't feel that. Here. I guess they did like film this so long ago and they were working on like the CGI for four years. He actually uh-huh. gives them fucking time. That's another reason I had to go see this thing. Anyways. Uh, right. I believe everything, even when you're 89, and uh, I'm a fucking lucky man to be alive still. <laughs> and you handed me a go. box of kettle of corn, and you're just smiling. I won't even doubt you. Crunch, crunch, baby. Jesus crunch, crunch. 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 Okay. Crunch, crunch. Corey, you have any other entertainment news? Is that all that's been happening out there? Glass Onion on Friday, so you know Ryan Johnson, how he screwed up that whole Last Jedi thing? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, we know how some people in the room feel about it, but anyway. I would rather watch Matilda on Netflix on Christmas than watch but Glass I did, Onion. I did, no, I did like Knives Out, so I will give credit where credit is due. 
that yeah. he made a very good movie, and I'm excited to watch Glass Onion. But I am excited to guess who the killer is before they reveal who it is, because I am the bomb at that, and you heard it here first. There we go. Well, Corey, uh, we'll see you. Uh, happy holidays. We'll Happy holidays. My... Ho, ho, ho. Now I have a, I don't know. Uh, Kettle corn. I, <laughs> my heart will be go. full tomorrow night knowing that you're in the same town as me and Garrett is not. So Wow. Wow. And Let's... there you have it. Okay. This is hashtag guest host one <laughs> signing off. Stay classy, San Francisco, and take our damn weather, you bastards. Goodbye. <laughs> you know what? I was just going to say that at my heart before because I know Corey will be in town still. And I had to just add that dig at the end. Damn. And yeah, damn. It was a last-minute decision. Mm-hmm. And if you guys think that I, I should uh, uh, go back in time, not apologize. Go back in time and kill myself before I say that. Um, and then also, then that person would take over as me. So really, do I do die? And that's the question for another day. <laughs> but uh, if if, if uh, tweet at Garrett. Agro twenty one eighty eight and see, and ask him whether or not they should I should forgive myself forgive you. Sorry. Apologize. <laughs> there will be blood. Nope. Damn it. That text is blood. Uh Chris Condon. <laughs> that was good. Jacob Phillips. Uh the writer and artist for That Texas Blood. As I talked about at the beginning of the show, we read the latest arc. Minus this uh Christmas special that just came out. Uh, which I did read. Um, and I actually, did as well. I actually really liked it a lot. So, um, mm-hmm. and I think Alex, you'll like it too. But anyways, we're talking about the prior six issues, five issues. Something like that. Yeah. I think it starts on 15 through 19. Yes. So, so five issues. Um, we uh, all read that. I'm going to talk about it here. Uh, I just want to say one thing. Like I had not finished this story um, I thought it was farther in, but I was only two in. Uh, and then so I went back and just read the whole thing. But I feel like if I would have read this prior to the best uh, artist discussion, that Jacob Felix would be higher on my list. Because the remainder of this arc is artistically fantastic. Is, so, isn't it haunting and, like, chilling, like, with the snow and the blizzard and, like, everything about it? just adds to that like mystery and suspense and like the thriller aspect and like how creepy the killer is i think it just a, all works on an artist artistic uh artistic level the this arc is the best one out, artistically out of all of them like i would agree with that there are great shots in the other ones there are great moments in the other ones but nothing truly feels like on this level out of the ones so far it almost feels like as you were saying, Garrett, now like your words kept echoing in the back of my head as I was reading this, that they kind of learned what they were doing and like he now has kind of a style of his own where some of the stuff before I feel like they were trying to rep- replicate something and now it's kind of its own thing. Like I was like, yeah, that is exactly what this is. Like this is now that style, that's kind of storytelling. Even Chris Condon, like this I think is a fantastic arc i have one little gripe about the writing but um but even that it's just like this arc really feels like they got it 100 percent. what do you think al i i really did enjoy it and i like the the first two issues was a lot of of almost getting to know our killer but honestly the best turning point was when you got to i'm going to call it issue four but it's issue 18 when the killer is now pursuing what would you call her, a dispatch? Lou? Lou, yeah. I think she's just uh-huh. a woman of all trades at the police department since they only have like four employees. What a way for a book to include a character we've already kind of known but never delve that far into and to know that she was going to be the next Mur- I mean, victim to be killed when she goes to hit that guy home whose daughter had been killed by this monster and the monster's already in her house and kills him, just stabs him right in the back of the neck. But I mean, the bl- there's blood is gooing everywhere. And she goes to run in the cold. She's got her walkie-talkie. 
and this blizzard is going this blizzard is going on. I think part is like it's surreal to have read this book on a week. Yeah, that I know. South Dakota was having a five days of shit. It's like rain, snow, or even ice. like today. Today is kind of like what. At least what I've been reading, people are like, oh, this storm is coming. And that they kept saying that the big storm's coming. Like, right now there's a little bit, but it was coming. And as you stated, Alex, like, how many times have we heard that last So it was, yeah, kind of eerie being like, oh, it's just, like, happening now? <laughs> well, I mean, and, and the surrealness would be is, like, I'm imagining, like, when you read Children in the Corn and you live out in an urban area, not urban, rural area, where you've got corn growing and all of a sudden you get paranoid. That's what would happen if you're being chased by a murderer in the snow. And you've been, now she's been stabbed in the leg. She's got blood in the snow. I mean, it, just, it, it was phenomenal. Like This is one of those books that it, we started out really well uh, when we met that one guy. I don't even know his name. It doesn't matter anymore. Where we have gotten to now, one of the best well-written um, police-ish books Billy Bob, no, hang on, Joe Bob, Bob. Uh, probably one of my favorite characters coming out in books right now, because he is so relatable, so so well rounded, um, fantastic. Actually, I think if I agree with you, if I would have read this before, I would have put these two guys, both writer and artist, on my lists. Just the fact this book is phenomenal. See, I was all caught up before we did the awards. That's why they were so high on my list. Um, But, uh, you know, I think this, like you said, I like the character development for Joe Bob in this. Like we've seen a lot of his development. And then this gives gives a lot of background of his like beginning of his career as sheriff. Um, And I think that was kind of important for us as the reader to kind of understand Joe Bob a little more and like his his feel for the need of responsibility for this role. Um, and he's like, I'm doing it because like, I want uh, to be there for this County and, and do right. I'm not doing it for political reasons. I'm not doing it for power. I'm doing it for the right reasons. Um, and like when the other sheriff was like killed in front of me, you know, I, I didn't use that to take advantage of the situation. Like I genuinely, uh, regret that day in that moment because I wish I could have saved him, you know? And so like hearing him say that it's just, I mean, we always knew Joe Bob was a great guy, but it's just like, man, that this guy is just like the best. Uh, I, that's what I'm saying. Like even character wise, I feel like it feels so settled now at this point where they feel comfortable doing what they're doing in like this kind of style. And, I, but there's a couple things that like, that I'll have to talk about that. One thing that's going to worry me, and there's another thing that uh, bothered me about this arc, but it's not anything to do with the actual story or the dialogue or something like that. But um, what I was going to say, though, is like one of my fears is that this started and they wanted to make this a movie originally, or at least Chris Condon did, and then reached out to his friend Jacob Phillips and they made it into this book. Uh, And so there was at one time a movie premise and I know he said we would start with that and end with that, and then he'll figure, put stuff in the middle to like uh, make it a comic series instead of a movie. But so part of me is kind of worried, like we're obviously going to cut back to that first issue to end this story. Like that's probably going to be the final arc of this whole comic. But is it going to be like that's not the same thing this really is anymore? And like, so that's what I think is great about this issue, but also worries me how this series will end. But we'll get there. I don't even know when. But uh, uh, they're only 20 issues in, and I think maybe 30, 40 is what they said originally. So we're about halfway. Um, yeah, I, think, I think they're having a lot of fun with it, so I hope this is one that'll well, that, stick that's, around. It really just shows in this, it, like, Chris Gondon is 100% comfortable with writing for the comic. Uh, and, and Jacob Phillips has developed his own style. And even though now, like, uh, like his style used to mimic his dad, and he still colors his dad, but now he knows how to kind of, like, make it look more his own um but the only thing that really kind of bothered me about this was i feel like these they're kind of kind of set thing doing five issues and then like a special because they're work like writing for the trade and he even says in the back like hey like buying a trade is fun and all but like there's some kind of excitement about reading issues but i feel like they're writing for the trade and so they like we have to do five 
like they're not writing more than five and i feel like some of these stories could use like like this art could have been like two or three more issues more i feel like and i would have been okay with yeah. it but the, like they've been set to like five issues then a special so that way it's six issues for a trade and so i wish they would break out of that kind of structure and just be like what well, how many issues does the story require and let's do that I agree with that because you're right. Because the pacing in the beginning of this arc, towards the, and then compared to the end yeah. of this arc, like way it picks up like twofold. Like I feel like all their stories, if you go back with that kind of eye and look at them, all the arcs kind of do that. They start off being like, oh, setting the pace for something that might be twelve issues, and then like the last four to three are kind of like, okay, this is we're gonna get to the end now. And so I f- wish they would break away from that structure. And I know it's probably some advice that they got. You can sell better trades if you make them one single thing and they don't have to buy multiple ones. But I think their work is great enough now that they don't need to be worried about that at all. Like if somebody is looking for their material now because of how great it is, they'll buy part one and part two trades. But instead of nothing else, that would just sell more books than at that point. If you had the cliffhanger in volume one, and you had to wait for volume two or the good jumping on point for that cliffhanger to happen and then go into collecting the issues. Cause like, I thought you were going to say this, Alex, and I, I think you kind of almost hinted at it, but like in this arc too, like you, it's creepy how we're like getting to know him doing all this stuff. And then it kind of just like ends with that one last murder. And so like we hear about this guy being a serial murderer. He's able to get away from cops in all these different towns. And then we really only see two murders. And they're very Where he shows up in town and gets put down right away. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, he does do one of the murders even by accident. Like the person was supposed to be there. Um, and then also those two people were connected. And what are the other, the other towns? They were like these ones, there was never any connection or motive. And they said he doesn't have a motive, but he kind of seemed like he had a motive. Um, I wish we explore that more. Like the more, more kind of mythos behind this character. Like when you hear about like the Golden State Killer and things like that. Like there is kind of like when they have somebody that they can't find and they don't know who it is and it's, that's kind of making that movement. Um, it's always interesting to hear like more about that kind of like the other things in the past that happened. And so they get that huge stack of like documents about this killer from a different town, El Paso. And I thought that was going to be like almost an issue in itself. We would see all that and see the El Paso thing. I, but maybe like that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's not necessary, but I feel like I want more from each one of these cases because it's so good. Agreed. I know. It's like what happened to our uh, – I know this is a different point in Joe Bob's career, but who was the guy from the last arc, from the arc before this, a special detective? Um, yeah. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. He was about. fun character because, like, they even tease that they might do a series just with him. I feel like um, they're trying to show that, like, in each kind of one of these arcs, there's almost, like, somebody who you never see on the Force anymore in the next arc. And because there are time jumps and we're, time, we're jumping around. Actually, we're, we're actually going in one direction, but they, they don't go, like, a set number of years ahead. Um, I feel like they're trying to show you, like, those guys, like, this job really tears you down. This job really is hard to do, and so like Jim Bob is always the person who's there. But there's always some new rookie, or even some old, older cop from a different place, that uh, is just like not able to do it like Jim Bob. Like that's how kind of this town is. It it'll ruin you. So um, maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, I'm just wrong about that. But that's why I feel like that you know other police guy didn't show up in this arc. And so we got. Like Lou, I, was she in the last one too? Mm, I don't remember. I don't remember her either. Oh, I thought she was. I, remember, I think in that Christmas party issue, she was in that. And so I remember that there being a dispatcher, a lady there, always sitting. I thought she was there even in the beginning. Hmm. I'm sure she was. I feel like that's the detail they hammered into. So we just missed it. But I will say when we're talking best of. If I'm going to say, like, the best arc of the year, that's this so far. Yeah. I mean, of anything. good I mean, old serial killer story. I don't think we're getting that any comics uh, right now. And something to have that much continuity, uh, emotional and artistic depth. I mean, it was just great. Great. And I mean, you, you know, you called it great for this time of year, too. It's winter. It's snowy and blustery. 
kind of makes you give it a little shiver uh, if you're out walking by yourself and you're like, ooh, kind of creepy out. Well, here. like even in the in the um, weather kind of thing in, in in that comic, they were even saying like it's gonna be a lot of people who will be stranded. Like they kept saying that over and over again, and it reminded me, yeah, like like that's the scary thing about this weather is not only what if you get stranded and then a serial killer comes to town. Like, you can't go anywhere. The isolation. Anyways, I will say, like, out of any comic, it's the best article here. Um, And I wish it was a little bit longer, but it does not take away from how good I think this arc is. Um, I just wish they would slow down a bit. Agreed. And, like, you know, it... I know that we're kind of doing little chunks in time, but I kind of wish there was, like, an overarching mystery throughout this whole thing. Um, but maybe the mystery is just, uh, is it, is it Jim Bob or Joe Bob? Joe Bob. Joe Bob. But there is, there is that overarching story because this isn't the first issue of the series. Doesn't there like that pie pan or that Pyrex of some sort that was all bloodied when Jim Bob goes to the, or Joe Bob goes to the truck and he sees the bloodied pan. Oh Yeah. Well, I mean, in the present time, he should still be trying to figure out who that belonged to and how whoever yeah. killed that person. That's what I'm saying. I think that is the we first issue of because they said it originally was one story. It wasn't going to be a story about Joe. It was going to be a story about like this case when they were going to make it a movie, and then they did it so that's going to be the, the beginning, and then we'll get that as the last arc. And so that's why I'm like, I hope that thing they wrote forever ago. But I guess now, I guess they can always adjust. Why am I thinking that they wrote something back then and they're like, we got to stick to this? I guess they could adjust and make that arc very similar to the other ones. But yeah, I believe there is one. But and so what I'm getting from, from here to this, uh, Garrett, is like, we're not seeing a lot of cliffhangers or evidence showing you that something's going to lead to something. But we are seeing a lot of evidence about like what a kind of a character Joe is and, and what kind of attributes he has. And why, by the time we get to the end and get to that original story, now we'll care about him. You know, the first issue, we're like, ah, oh, this guy's fun. And then now we're like, this is Joe Bob. Mm-hmm. Great series. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i so ready for the next. I know they're taking a little break, but next uh, round of issues. So Yeah, but at least they've been on that schedule. So it was not expected. So, uh, right. Jimmy, what happened to those drinks for these two? The whole the podcast is all the way almost done, and these guys haven't sipped on any le- liquid. What do you mean? You're Don't tra- worry, I snuck some in. I snuck some in. So oh I'll fuck you, God. Jimmy. Do you hear I what knew you said? wouldn't give me anything, I'll, so I'll be a proper broadcaster and repeating the mic, sir. But who didn't hear him off mic heard this. He said that he couldn't remember what I wanted to drink when I, he gave me that shit water with the stuff floating in it, and I said that's the wrong one. He said he couldn't remember what I wanted, so he's been sitting back there this whole time trying to remember. <laughs> you come out Dude. here and you ask again. No, I'm not mad if you would ask again. You know what I'd be mad about? That uh, uh, how many minutes here we're talking? Almost an hour has passed, and you're like, hey, I was trying to remember back there. Fucking Jimmy. You know what? Yeah, Alex, I think... Uh, the uh, what are those frogs called in Team and T? The punk frogs. Punk frogs. And put this guy in a tank with those punk frogs, and they have they haven't eaten in in two weeks. We'll see how this Jimmy turns out. Oh, I mean, <laughs> he might go missing. Who knows? He, maybe he's gonna go off and cry. If he goes off and cries and he goes missing, that's what happened. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean. Uh... Can't confirm nor deny anything. Those punk frogs do seem like they would be can- cannibals, though, don't they? There's something off about them. They're not. Well, good. they're weird. they're weird. I mean, they're weird. That's the problem. Is that instead of having the turtles like had that 15 years of of learning to be okay, uh, those dudes got just transformed and expected to go uh, do stuff. So and they're trying to take credit for Team T, you know, fighting out there. These frogs. That's right. I just don't like them. And you can find those frogs in TMT Shredder's Revenge and also comics. Um, I, there was a whole arc devoted to them just recently, wasn't there? Yeah, and they're different in the books, but they're in the original TV show. They work with um, they work with Shredder to begin with, and he names them after like Attila the Hun and Genghis yeah. Khan, and yeah. 
Yeah, please. They were, so they would eat somebody. You're right about that. Genghis Khan is yeah. Like, if, if that's their inspiration. Jesus. Gwen's a comic. Gwen's compass.com. You know what, actually? At Garot2188. Thank you. On Twitter. Email him what you think of the punk frocks. That's right. I want to hear it. I want to hear your hot takes. <laughs> this is how much I, I distrust these guys, Alex. If one was walking past me, I would trip him first. So that way he can't get at me. Because I don't trust this punk rock. Because <laughs> he's like, why are you walking like that? Shouldn't they be like super long because they have frog legs? But they're like, Yeah, but that's part of the thing is that their legs are always bent. Like they're almost ready to that's jump. That's what I'm saying. Like they never actually. So how do they walk? Do they walk wobbling? Kind of. Jesus Christ. Let them know about it. Acura 2188. <laughs> Let them know which one's your favorite. <laughs> uh, on Twitter at Wednesday Comics and at the AP Keaton uh, over there. And uh, find us at WednesdayComics.com. 605-215-1849. Call us. Let us know what's your favorite punk frog. Um, Alex, don't you eat like punk frogs for Thanksgiving? No. Well, what was it? You eat something weird. Turkey hearts. Oh, my God. I might as well be eating fucking frogs. <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought it was frogs you ate, but now you tell me it's turkey hearts. I don't know. Obviously, you cook it, but how do you cook it? How do you prepare it? You just leave it in the turkey, and you cook it in the turkey, and then you eat it. It's like you meat steam it? Yeah. Is that sure, yeah. Would it steam in there? Is that how that how like stuffing gets cooked? I mean, it bakes it. And like we never put the stuffing in the oh, turkey, though. You are correct, Alex. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm assuming because it's inside of something else that it doesn't get affected by the bake. <laughs> that it's some other form, <laughs> some other form that is warming it up. So, uh, Alex, if you want to go there, find him at turkeyhearts.com. Um, <laughs> he has uh, stock in that, so make sure you go there as much as you can. <laughs> I'm gonna have to open a private window and figure out what that is. And where I just sent people. So, uh, make sure to visit our sponsors. Uh, maybe not when it's, you know, we got a bomb cyclone happening, but certainly you can always do it at rainbowcomicsandcars.com. That way you don't have to go out there in the cold and you can communicate with the, the team over there, Mr. John Runyon. And you can also order stuff and they'll wrap it up nice for you. And you can choose, hey, are you going to mail this to me or am I going to come get this? Either one. RainbowComicsAndCars.com, and you can always uh, contact them and say, hey, which punk frog is your favorite? No, don't do that. Um, that's almost like that, Alex. Have you ever gotten the Battletoads game? You found that? No, I, I, I've played it, but no, I don't have it. Man, you're sure, that's one of the wish lists, though, right? <laughs> one of the hardest games ever made. Yeah, and it's also like a rare game to find, like the original version. Uh, and so that's that's like your uh, Garrett. What's the the cup that makes you the Holy Grail? The Holy Grail. Mm, that one. <laughs> the Holy that Grail. What everybody says when they, I just couldn't think of what it was called. I was gonna call it the cup. The Fountain of Youth, <laughs> and I realized that would be a fountain. You fucking idiot. Um, all right. You okay. Go. RuthisSwampThing.com. Yeah, I'm good. I just told you. No, I'm sorry. My dog just wanted to vomit downstairs. I asked if he was okay. Sorry, Marvin. You okay? As Do you need a holy grail? Do you need a holy grail? I honestly thought, Alex, I kind of got somber for a second. And I thought you were like, are you okay? Like I got, and I was going to be like, nope. I told you, very emotional. I could break it any second here. Hey, stay strong. Stay strong. Uh, but I was thinking of RuthisSwampThing.com and thinking about Swamp Thing and how during these times uh, of winter, uh, especially with a bomb cyclone coming, how he probably wouldn't survive. So go to RoosterSwampThing.com and uh, learn about his history and learn where he came from and uh, save the swamp thing. .com. Go hey, to I, I, I support the Swamp Thing every Christmas. He's got a month in my house staying warm. You know what? Go to WednesdayComics.com and click on the merch page. I'm going to make a shirt that says Save the Swamp Thing. Because we gotta save this motherfucker. <laughs> He's out there in the cold, Alex. What does he have to keep himself warm? What plant? He went dormant. He's okay. 
The re- you know, he goes to the southern hemisphere. You tell me there's no plants that die during the winter. They all go dormant. Well, I mean, grasses die, but they come back. Your annuals die, and you replant them. Perennials go dormant. So you know what? Maybe he goes down to Guatemala, and he lives in those kind of plants for a while. Or you know what? He can do whatever the hell he wants. We've seen him do a uh, swamp thing in the cold. He's fine. He went to space, and he's fine. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> he is. We always forget, Alex. We always forget. He is a vegetable or a plant. Sorry, I meant plant. He is a plant. He is of the swamp, but we always forget that he also is a thing. So Boom. that's how he survives. Tubers. I'm telling you, everything's making me cry recently. So I'm going to go see this Avatar 2, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely believe these guys for the rest of their lives. I don't know. Go Everything. See it. I'm, I'm going to become an Assassin's Creed fan. What? I'm gonna love, you, you won't just kill redcoats the whole time? I'm going to love myself some Clark Kent. Marvin, Marvin, you can support what they like, but don't go overboard. You don't have to be them. There's already two of them. No, I said hey, I Alex, have. Alex, shut the fuck up. He can be whatever he wants to be. I'm it's saying, I I'm saying that I, have, I, go, I believe them so much, Alex, that I start becoming them. Uh, the wall of triplets. Unless I do not. Great. If I do not get uh, emotional in my heart of hearts, in my root of my swamp thing. If I don't, <laughs> wait, that's something else. Sorry. Um, then you're heartless. No, yeah, that's where you get kettle corn. Um, oh, so if I feel emotional about this, I'm just, or if I don't, excuse me, if it's not in my heart, I will do the opposite. Everything they like, I hate it. It's all horrible, mm. and it's on my hate list. Mm. What's your favorite Christmas drink of all time, Garrett? Favorite Christmas drink? Yeah. Pistachio cream ale. Alex. Oh, I, I mean, oh, I, mean if, I thought you were talking about alcohol. I mean, eggnog, of course. I don't have a fair Christmas drink. I Coffee every day, monster every day, water. Hot Let's go with water. Even water. like hot chocolate, hot uh, apple cider? No, I don't know. I will say apple cider just because my mom is going to make it for a Christmas day, but I barely ever drink it. So oh, she knows this. It's there. She's it's not. There. Expe- she's not expecting you to like it. She knows you won't drink it. Well, she made it. I mean, at least the house smells like apple cider, so I'll take okay, it. Okay, so you see how indecisive Alex was. I'm more on his side than Garrett because if I don't feel emotional with this movie, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Anything <laughs> Garrett says, I just dismiss and don't even fucking talk about it. I say, yeah, whatever. You can keep it alcohol. <laughs> Pistachio <laughs> cream ale is really good. That's who I'm going to become. I've never, I don't even know what you're talking about. Send me a picture of that. Pistachio cream ale beer. I understand the words. I said I don't understand what that is. Beer What's plus pistachio <laughs> equals pistachio beer. But I never have. I have no context. What does it taste like? Pistachios. <laughs> Send me a picture. Not if I have a taste like. It's, of what... it's a local. <laughs> no, it's just a type of beer. Like. Oh. It's just a type of beer. You have a local there. Beer. All right, you bring. There, there is a local brewery right, here. But you go you buy a four pack. Beer. If they allow it's you a with six pack. If they allow you, with, okay. I don't know what their fucking rules are, bro. <laughs> I was thinking maybe they got a four pack. Well, you bring over a six pack when okay. you come over on Christmas Eve, and yep. and we're gonna have to. How long are you gonna be here? Till tw- a whole year? No. <laughs> well, the rest of this year. The rest yes. of the year. That was, yeah. yeah, that was a joke. Nice. You're, nice. you're going back home in 2023. Um, right. We'll have to get together one night and taste it because I don't know what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> I have Good no plan. I have no basis on how that would ta- uh, taste like. Have you but, had Queen Bee, Remedy Queen Bee? No. It has the honey in it, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the Imperial Ale? Yeah. Maybe I have then. Okay, so it's that plus pistachio. <laughs> All right. So it might have like a nutty smoothness to it. Mm. But it, I, I swear to God, it legit tastes like pistachios as beer. Well, Gary, I, I, Marvin did throw out the gauntlet. If you remember to buy it, that'd be great so we could taste it. And if he doesn't there remember to buy it, it's. Or at least tell me where I can get it here in town. I, I'm sure it. Yeah, I don't know. It might I'll be. Look I don't know. You. But I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, there could be. If you do forget it, Garrett, which is okay in our heart of hearts. 
but I will never, even if you brought it to me later, <laughs> acknowledge this thing exists because it doesn't. I don't understand what you're talking about. Okay. And if he doesn't cry at Avatar, he will no longer believe there any of the shit. There is a right? lot riding on Garrett in my relationship after these two items are uh, Well, uh, you uh, you find a good old uh, three-hour, 14-minute gap in your schedule and then get back to me. So. I am going to. And actually, we usually go to a movie on Christmas Day and they're thinking about Puss in Boots 2. That's why I asked Corey which one he'd rather see. Uh, Don't take your kids to Avatar 2. They'll be emotionally scarred for life. You, you can't take that. Did you just say I it was can't. an amazing movie? You could go see it. Your kids cannot go see that. They need to be like 13. You're already emotionally scarred. <laughs> yeah. Go see. If you're taking your kids to a movie for Christmas, go see Puss in Boots because your kids. No, stay, I'm literally be telling the same. them. I'm saying Corey oh said that James Cameron is a, a generational <laughs> filmmaker. And Garrett said this movie is going to be the most best emotional ride you've been in your whole year. I got to tell them the truth. You can't take they, your kids. And after I say that, if they say, okay, let's go see it. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity <laughs> to go see Avatar 2, a great film. Dad, why does my heart hurt so much? A great film, dash, Garrett Walls, because they just quoted you, basically, is what they did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then what, what, what I'm going to say to them, let's go see Puss and Boots. What is that? Cheese corn? <laughs> 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 What's it called? My name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone, stay safe. Merry Christmas. And keep turning those pages. <laughs>